You're tuned in to the thinking power. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring author, speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. In this week's edition, guys, we're going to be talking about a number of different topics. And, um, you know, I, I the reason I really enjoy having this platform is is really being able uh, to share our thoughts about a number of different topics uh, and especially what is going on in the world around us. Uh, the theme of this week's show is Are we beating a dead horse? Are we beating a dead horse? I'm sure you've heard this saying before. And this is the kind of images that uh, we see when we look at those Haitian immigrants that were being uh, 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 that were being that appear to be whipped by those white men on horseback. Uh, it's time, 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 Oh, let America be America again. The land that never has been yet, and yet must be the land where every man is free. The land that's mine, the poor man's, the Indians, Negroes, me. Who made America? Whose sweat and blood, whose faith and pain, whose hand at the foundry, whose plow in the rain must bring back our mighty dream again? Sure, caught out of the rack and ruin of our gangster death, the rape and rot of graft and stealth and lies, we the people must redeem the land, the mines, the plants, the rivers, the mountains, and the endless plain. All, all the stretch of these great green states and make America again. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker and minister, Michael Nemmons. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. want to welcome you guys to another brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, we thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend it with us right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Guys, we enjoy what we're doing and we are so so very happy that you are a part of it um in this week's edition guys we're going to be talking about a number of different topics and um you know i, I the reason i really enjoy having this platform is is really being able 
uh, to share our thoughts about a number of different topics uh, and especially what is going on in the world around us. Uh, I think it's so very important that, you know, we uh, offer our thoughts and our opinions about what's happening and for you uh, to know what we think of things and be able to, uh, you know, for us to be transparent and for us to be um uh, for us to uh, share what's on our mind about what's happening in the world around us is so very important. It's one of the reasons why uh, we have this platform called the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And no, guys, we don't have a guest this week, but uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some very important issues that I believe are directly related, uh, two of which I believe are directly related to each other. Uh, the theme of this week's show is are we beating a dead horse? Are we beating a dead horse? I'm sure you've heard this saying before, uh, and I believe the the way it goes is are we beating a dead horse to death? Uh, and uh, that uh, th- that proverbial dead horse is uh, something that we're going to discuss later on in the show. Uh, but the two topics that I believe are directly related to the proverbial dead horse that we plan to address in um, uh, very shortly as we go throughout our show is uh, first the uh, Haitian immigrants that have come to this country seeking refuge and asylum uh, because of the turmoil that is taking place place in the country of Haiti. Uh, you've all seen the images uh, that's that's been spread across social media and on the news. Uh, men on white men on horseback with reins that are appear to be whipping uh, these uh, Haitian immigrants back across the border into the waters there. Uh, these some 9,000 uh, Haitian immigrants are uh, spread out on the Mexican border border there uh, in makeshift uh, homes or, uh, you know, in makeshift uh, shelters there underneath the bridge on the overpass uh, there uh, trying to uh, seek asylum again because of what has been happening in the country of Haiti. They have experienced an earthquake. Their president has been assassinated. Uh, their country is experiencing a great deal of turmoil and they're looking to this country for assistance and for help. And so far, the Biden administration Administration has really turned a blind eye to uh, these people who are coming to this country for help. We're going to talk about this and what should they do and what should be done about these immigrants coming to this country for help uh, in this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be dealing with that in the first segment of this week's show. We're also going to be talking about uh, another very important uh, issue uh, that has kind of sprung out of uh, a missing uh, young white woman, Gabby Petito, uh, who was recently in the news. Um, apparently, she uh, was um, uh, on social media uh, following uh, a gentleman who, I, who was believed to be her boyfriend uh, and 
uh, she kind of chronicled their uh, trip on social media, uh, but unfortunately, uh, she disappeared uh, at some point uh, in this journey, uh, and uh, she uh, her body was found recently, uh, and now the search is on for uh, the young man who is now a suspect uh, that um, might know about what happened to her. And what has come out of uh, her her being missing uh, or becoming missing is uh, the widespread media attention surrounding her disappearance. And there are so many other black uh, men and women, boys and girls that have gone missing and their names uh, may never be known. And uh, we want to talk about uh, that this particular controversy uh, that's taking place uh, in the second segment of this week's show. Uh, it seems that uh, there are a couple other uh, black men and women that have gone missing for months and some even for years. And the uh, parents and relatives of these individuals uh, wish they had the same me- kind of media coverage that this one young lady, Gabby Petito, and some other white uh, missing persons have received and their bodies have been discovered, unfortunately. Um, and so um, the thinking is that if they would have gotten the same kind of media attention, that some of these cases would have been closed by now. But unfortunately, they have not. And I believe that of uh, these Two particular uh, issues, the uh, issue of immigration as well as the disparity between white and black missing persons are directly related to the overarching question that we're asking, are we beating a dead horse to death? And we're again going to be addressing that dead horse, the proverbial dead horse uh, in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And rounding out the three topics that we plan to discuss in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we're going to take a a slight departure from uh, some of the serious matters that we open the show with and talk about sports. Uh, One of my favorite, favorite topics. Anybody that knows me and knows uh, uh, this show and have listened to this show for any length of time know that I'm a big sports fan. In fact, I did a show a few, uh, maybe a year or so ago with a good friend of mine, uh, Elder Tierra Lewis, who is a good a good friend, minister friend of mine, who's also a sports fanatic as well. And we sometimes uh, are on the phone chopping it up about sports. And I said, you know what? In fact, it was his idea uh, to do a show called Two Preachers and a Basketball. You can go back in our podcast and find that show uh, on michaelnemons.com and check it out. We talked about uh, college football. We talked about pro sports. We talked about basketball. We hit a number of different uh, areas, uh, so we would love for you to check that out. But uh, in this edition of this week's show, we're going to be talking about my favorite team, the Michigan State Spartan Dogs, the football team 
that is now 4-0. That's right, guys, led by Coach Mel Tucker, uh, who's doing a bang-up job, phenomenal job as the head coach of the Michigan State football team. And I want to talk about that and the great job that he's doing in this third segment of this week's show. We also want to, in addition to the three topics that we plan to discuss in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, guys, as usual, we have a dynamic thought of the week that I believe really uh, speaks uh, directly to the question, the overarching question of are we beating a dead horse to death and uh, directly speaks to the two uh, issues dealing with immigration and the disparity that exists between uh, uh, the white missing uh, persons and and black missing persons. Uh, it is a poem uh, taken from one of Black History's greatest poet laureates, Langston Hughes, entitled "Let America Be America Again." And I can't wait to share this powerful poem with you because it really talks about uh, a number of topics. Um, it talks about a uh, race. It talks about uh, the the the. Um, it talks about this country. It talks about immigration. It talks about slavery. It talks about black people and uh, and and our connection to the historicity of this country. And so um, I think that it is very appropriate that uh, we share this powerful and insightful poem with you as a part of this week's show. We also want to remind you of our new sponsor, the Service Learning Academies, the Detroit Service Learning Academy, the Oak Park Service Learning Academy, and the Redford Service Learning Academy. If there are any parents that are listening and want to put your children uh, in schools that will provide a quality education, we highly recommend putting them in any one of the three Service Learning Academies. Again, the Detroit Service Learning Academy, the Oak Park Service Learning Academy, or the Redford Service Learning Academy. You can visit Detroit SL. SLA.org, uh, Oak Park SLA.org, or Redford SLA.org. And there you get all, get all the information that you need to put your young people in an environment where they can get a quality education. The Detroit Service Learning Academy, the Oak Park Service Learning Academy, or the Redford Service Learning Academy, providing an education that is second to none. Well, as usual, guys, we have got a great show in store for you. And I can't wait to jump into the topics that we have uh, for you on on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Remember, guys, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TOL Radio Host MSN and send us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com or you can also like our Facebook fan page, our Thinking Out Loud radio radio and tv show facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud hq that's right guys or stop by our personal ministry website michaelnemons.com we look forward to hearing from you again we love engaging the listeners of the thinking out loud radio show
We also plan to do a live on this evening around about 9 p.m. on Instagram for the after show. We're going to be talking more about this dead horse uh, and are we beating this dead horse to death? Uh, we'll be doing that on the after show. I look forward to chopping it up with you guys at 9 p.m. Again, follow us at TOL Radio Host MSN. And when you do, be sure to hit that bell notification uh, on Instagram. That way, each time we go live, you'll be the first one to know. And you'll be able to join us as we discuss the, t- the various topics uh, that we are uh, sharing with you uh, during the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Well, guys, we're getting ready to take our first break. When we come back, we're jumping right into uh, the issue and the topic for the first segment of this week's show, talking about the Haitian immigrants coming to this country for asylum, fleeing the turmoil in their country of Haiti. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Maya Nemes, and I want you to listen to my dad, Michael Nemes, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now, available on the Detroit Praise Network website. You better listen to that little girl, the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Are you looking for a better educational alternative for your child? One that'll help advance them socially and academically? Your search is over. Welcome Welcome to to Detroit Detroit Service Service Learning Learning Academy. Academy. We proudly offer small classroom sizes. As well as student-centered achievement and academic programs taught by experienced and caring teachers. Various after-school programs including sports, on-site clinic in partnership with Henry Ford Health Systems. Free breakfast and lunch for all students. Simply visit our website or give us a call for more information. Your child's future begins today. Refined, rebranded, reinvented, reinvigorated, revived. The new MichaelNimmons.com website is finally here. And believe me, it's worth the wait. A state-of-the-art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog, purchase books and swag, and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new MichaelNimmons.com. It is sure to be a thought-provoking experience. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you... Who Told You That You Were Naked is a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. 
Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. Emmy Award winning journalist, Jimmy O'Hill. And to ask ourselves, how is it that we're trying to allegedly reach racial harmony, but we want to have celebrations of racist things all the time? Again, we can't have unity unless we agree that something's bad. And we sound even more foolish by saying, oh no, but we changed the meaning. Okay, they can say the same thing in Germany about a lot of things, but you don't see it because they knew in order for real healing to take place, they had to disavow all that stuff, which is why they paid reparations to the descendants of the Jews that were killed and armed. That's why they did it. Apologies don't work unless you put some level of action behind it. It's my really long-winded way of saying that when I think about the national anthem, it doesn't represent everybody. Mark Cuban knew it, he talked about it. That's why they stopped doing it. And you know what? They didn't do it for 13 games and no one noticed. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the thinking out loud radio show. In need of a logo design for your business, then check out DM Designs. Need flyers, t-shirts, business cards, or a website for your business, then check out DM Designs. The people at DM Designs will get you right for your next business venture. They're professional and courteous, and they get the job done right every time. Check out the team at DM Designs. Give them a call today at 734-219-5266. DM Designs, bringing your imagination to life. up beautiful people it's your girl lex divine in the building kicking it with yours truly michael nimmons on the thinking out loud radio and tv show all right y'all stay tuned a border emergency in Texas tonight as more than 9,500 migrants who have arrived in the past 48 hours are living under a bridge and thousands more are expected in the coming days. The migrants, many of them Haitian, are camped out in Del Rio, Texas, fleeing a country that's been torn apart by a coup and a major earthquake, of course, in recent weeks. Rosa Flores is out front in Del Rio and she has just returned from an exclusive aerial tour of the area. Rosa, look, you're talking about nearly 10,000 migrants, thousands more still expected in a matter of uh, 48 hours here. Border officials are calling this situation unprecedented. What did you see? You know, Erin, the visuals are shocking because what I was able to see were three different paths of migrants and the free flow of migrants into the United States in a very small area, which is just behind me, actually. What you see are the migrants coming in. They take a dirt path by the hundreds, by the way, is what we're seeing 
only to make their way to a bridge that already has more than 9,500 people already waiting. And if you look closely at these images, you'll see that there are some resources there. You see porta potties for them. These are women, children, infants, men. And here's the other concern. So according to officials, there's a camp that is being started, that is being set up, a makeshift camp. And we're, we were able to see that from the air. You can see that people are using blankets, plastic uh, branches to try to create shelter for themselves. It's very, very hot here. And you'll see that they're starting to live in this camp. You can see on the fence that people are starting to dry their their clothes on the fence that's by this camp. Now, according to the mayor, there's more than 9,500 people on the bridge right now. President Biden has not called the mayor, according to the mayor. He has not received a call from Secretary Mayorkas, but they are calling out to the federal government to send more resources. Now, DHS says that they are sending more resources, that they're providing food and water for the people that are under the bridge. But Aaron, this is what the waiting room at immigration is looking like right now in the gates of America. Thousands of people waiting to be processed. This is not a processing facility. This is a waiting area. And so that's exactly what we're seeing. And now what we're going to be seeing in the next few days is this makeshift camp. And according to the mayor, processing these 9,500 people, Aaron, could take up to two weeks. That's the backup that they're dealing with here. That's why they're asking for more resources. So we have all watched the Herculean um, evacuation effort. We know that thousands of Afghans were able to get out, particularly Afghans who helped U.S. troops and diplomats over the last 20 years. They're now arriving in America as refugees. Many of them will be expected to apply for special visas or humanitarian protection as they begin their new lives. However, the sudden influx is putting a heavy strain on refugee resettlement agencies. So for more on this, I want to bring in our immigration reporter, Camilo Montoyo-Galvez. Uh, Camilo, I'm so glad you are here. What do these numbers look like? How many people will need to be resettled in the U.S.? Good morning, Anne-Marie. That is a great question. The U.S. has yet to publicly commit to resettling a specific number of evacuated Afghans and refugees from that country. But what we know, Anne-Marie, is that the U.S. military has been instructed to build up enough housing capacity at seven military bases across the U.S. mainland to house up to 50,000 Afghans and their families. Uh, so this is kind of the ballpark target that we have, 50,000 Afghan refugees could be housed at U.S. military bases. That is a maximum capacity that the military has been instructed to build up at these military sites in Wisconsin, Virginia, New Jersey, and New Mexico to temporarily process these Afghan families before they are relocated to their places of permanent residence here in the U.S. and before they're connected to these nonprofit resettlement agencies, which will help them secure. We're back, and as we said before the break, we're going to be talking about a couple of issues uh, that I believe are directly uh, related and um, a part of the question that uh, the overarching question that we're asking this in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show: Are we beating a dead horse? Are we beating a dead horse? And we'll get into that question: What that dead horse is in just a little bit. Uh, but uh, in this segment. Uh, we're talking about 
the the Haitian the atrocity at the Mexican border involving the immigrants from Haiti, as you heard in the uh, the the show or the uh, segment opening uh, from clips of uh, from CNN and from uh, other reporters uh, talking about and discussing uh, the atrocity that's taking place uh, at the Mexican border. Uh, it is um, very very unfortunate what is happening there. We've seen images of white men on horseback, border patrol agents with reins that are using them to push back uh, the 9,000 or so immigrants from Haiti into the waters uh, that are only coming to this country seeking asylum and refuge uh, from their country that has recently experienced earthquakes. Their president has been assassinated. Uh, It has just been a terrible ordeal for many of them and they're coming to this country seeking asylum and seeking refuge uh, in the United States and um, you know it's just sad to see all of this happening uh, to people of color people that look like you and I and when you take race out of it uh, and they are just human beings it really um, you know puts things into uh, proper perspective that they are human beings just so you see what we're talking about here. Uh, it is it is very very uh, shameful and embarrassing uh, as a nation to see this happening in this country, coming off of four years of the Trump administration, where. The emphasis was put on uh, immigrants coming to this country uh, illegally coming across the Mexican border and him building this wall to keep uh, the the bad people out, so to speak. Uh, And here, uh, President Biden uh, coming in uh, as into this new administration, vowing to uh, overturn many of the racist policies that this former administration had put into place, especially those that were implemented around uh, the topic of immigration. And yet we're still seeing uh, these things happen. And here is what the president said, had to say uh, recently when asked about uh, what's happening at the Haitian bo- uh, at the Mexican border. ABC, Take a listen. Rachel Scott. Thank you, Mr. President. You said on the campaign trail that you were going to restore the moral standing of the U.S., that you were going to immediately end Trump's assault on the dignity of immigrant communities. Given what we saw at the border this week, have you failed in that promise? And this is happening under your watch. Do you take responsibility for the chaos that's unfolding? Of course I take responsibility. I'm president, but it was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. There will be consequences. It's an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home. It's simply not who we are. Thank you. So, yes, we are glad that the president has finally owned up to taking responsibility for what's happening. And he's indicating that uh, those 
uh, white border patrols men that were on horseback using their uh, whips to corral and to whip uh, these uh, Haitian immigrants uh, back across the border uh, will pay and there will be consequences for their actions uh, and there's an investigation underway uh, what is going to be done beyond that because to me it just sounds like empty words he's saying that this is an embarrassment this is not who we are but he has yet to talk about uh, a, a sweeping uh, immigration policy uh, that needs to be put in place uh, to uh, correct these ills that are taking place at the Mexican border. Um, you know, he's yet to uh, to propose legislation that will address uh, the inequities and the egregious behavior that's taking place uh, at the Mexican and border. So here we see uh, what I believe to be uh, inequities uh, in this. The uh, the U.S. the U.S.'s approach to immigration. Uh, you have one thing happening for one group of people coming from Afghanistan, and then something entirely different happening uh, for those that are coming from the country of Haiti uh, to this country uh, seeking refuge and asylum. And yet, and and even though they are coming from two different places, they're coming uh, here for the same reason, seeking refuge and asylum and if we are who we say we are uh, and you know we, we hear this quote uh, very often on the Statue of Liberty give me your tired your poor your huddled masses yearning to breathe free if this is who we say we are then uh, the policy needs to be the same for immigrants across the board regardless of where they come from regardless of the color of their skin I want you to listen to Congresswoman Maxine Waters, who we affectionately call Auntie Maxine, talk about what's happening at the Mexican border with these Haitian immigrants and what needs to be done about it. Take a listen. I'm unhappy, and I'm not just unhappy with the cowboys who were running down Haitians and using their reins to whip them. I'm happy with the administration. We are following the Trump policy. He is the one that does not follow the Constitution and would not allow those seeking refuge to be able to petition to get into the country. What the hell are we doing here? What we witness takes us back hundreds of years. What we witnessed was worse than what we witnessed in slavery. Cowboys with their reins again whipping black people, Haitians, into the water where they're scrambling and falling down and all they're trying to do is escape from violence in their country. Yes, it is unfortunate that it is the poorest country in this hemisphere. It is unfortunate that they have no stable government right now. It is unfortunate that they've had to live through earthquakes. I've been working with Haitians for 30 years. I've been working through two coup d'etats. I went to the Central African Republic and I brought back Aristide after he was exiled into the Central African Republic. They have always been between Canada and France and the United States treated worse than anybody else. And so, yes, we are here and we are organized and we're saying 
to the president and everybody else, you got to stop this madness. And I want to know in the first place, who's paying these cowboys to do this work? They've got to be gotten rid of. It, they've gotten to be stopped. It cannot go on. That's why we are part of a larger community. I say this quote all the time that from John Don, uh, no man is an island entire of himself. Every man is a part of the continent, a part of the main. If a man dies, it diminishes me for I am involved in mankind. Therefore, never send to know for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for thee. What affects one directly affects us all indirectly and that's one reason why I'm very very humbled and and thankful to have this kind of platform where we can continue to speak truth to power regarding matters that uh, that 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 mean the most to us and this being one of them and the treatment of the immigrants from Haiti it's egregious, it's an atrocity that this country needs to address, not just in word, but in deed. What is going to happen? And we don't want to get this. We don't want this to get lost in the politics of uh, of of sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. We don't want to get this matter lost in the halls of Congress because that's what happens typically when it comes to matters of race. When it comes to matters that are related directly to African Americans and uh, even those. Uh, uh, people of color from around the globe uh, including more specifically those immigrants from the country of Haiti unfortunately and that is why we have to constantly uh, address this question of race because it's not going anywhere you know there was a time when uh, activists like uh, civil rights leader Reverend Al Sharpton and uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson and uh, leaders like them were uh, viewed as ambulance chasers or people trying to push uh, their own agenda or draw people to the themselves uh, rather than uh, legitimately uh, pursuing uh, justice for uh, black Americans uh, and 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 this was being said predominantly uh, from those in the white community who believed that uh, we were overreacting to things happening to us by using and constantly using uh, this this issue of race uh, as if it is a matter that has been resolved uh, and that's why you have or you had radio hosts like Rush Limbaugh uh, and, and and others like him, conservative radio hosts, uh, Laura Ingram, who uh, will, will try to say that, you know, here, you know, here's Reverend Al Sharpton again trying to push uh, this this issue of race uh, on us uh, as if, uh, you know, this is the only thing that is uh, relevant in the black community or uh, as if white people are doing this again intentionally on uh, on or intentionally intentionally to blacks or to black people and uh, and and so you you see the narrative that was being pushed uh, on us and uh, and 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 so it seemed as if 
you know, when you saw leaders like Reverend Al Sharpton uh, in the media talking about uh, race, that uh, it was an overreaction because uh, it was the white media saying that and saying that is saying that it is so. But now I've come to understand and realize that every time that we need uh, people like Reverend Al Sharpton, we need uh, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, and we need Congresswoman Sheila Jackson, and we need uh, Rev- Dr. Reverend Freddie Haynes, and uh, Reverend Dr. William Barber, and others like them that are pushing the black agenda out in the forefront so that we will never forget that uh, that black lives matter uh, we, we that that black voters matter that the plight of black America matters and that is something that should never go away that this is not uh, a, a, a matter of convenience uh, this is not a hobby but this is something that should be taken seriously and when race is brought up uh, in the conversation about what is happening uh, to the people of Haiti what is happening here in the United States it is a matter that needs to be addressed seriously and is a matter that needs to be resolved uh, and that's really what we are saying in this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show we have another issue we're going to be talking about in the next segment uh, dealing with missing persons particularly those in the black community and this issue was raised uh, as it relates to uh, a uh, white woman whose body was recently found we're going to get more into this story on the other side of the break we're going to do that in just a few minutes you're listening to the thinking out loud radio show with pastor michael nimmons don't you dare touch that dial global advocate martin luther king the third so i i think the future is is the, the best probably is yet to come, particularly coming out of this phase right now, coming out of, you know, the last four years of being dark and desolate. I mean, the last four years, theoretically, could cause, uh, have caused people to, to have lost faith, particularly if, if Trump had won. I think our, we wouldn't have a democracy if this man had been reelected. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.
people have spoken. From Minneapolis, Minnesota to London, England. From New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's a Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. She's with us. She's with us. Gabby Petito's family pleads for justice at a press conference on September 28th. During the emotional Q&A, Petito family lawyer Richard Stafford explained what the hashtag Justice for Gabby means to their family. Justice for Gabby is that we see justice for her homicide. The FBI has classified her death a homicide. They are the premier agency in the country. They're investigating her death, and we believe through their investigation, we will have justice for Gabby. The family attorney also addressed Gabby's missing boyfriend, Brian Laundry, and his parents. The Laundries did not help us find Gabby. They're sure as not gonna help us find Brian. For Brian, we're asking you to turn yourself in to the FBI or the nearest law enforcement agency. Gabby was confirmed dead on September 21st after her remains were found in a Wyoming national forest. She went missing following a cross-country road trip with her fiance, Brian Laundry. Brian has been named a person of interest in the case, but has not been named a suspect. His whereabouts are unknown. There is currently a warrant for his arrest following a grand jury indictment charging him with bank fraud that occurred after Gabby's death. In a statement to E! News, the Laundry family attorney addressed claims his parents have been aiding him, saying, Chris and Roberta Laundry do not know where Brian is. They are concerned about Brian and hope the FBI can locate him. The speculation by the public and some in the press that the parents assisted Brian in leaving the family home or in avoiding arrest on a warrant that was issued after Brian had already been missing for several days is just wrong. At the press conference, Gabby Petito's family also revealed tattoos they all got together in her memory. I wanted to have her with me all the time, so... Uh, we all, I feel it. This helps we all put them. They also said they plan to create a foundation in her name to help other missing persons. We're just hoping that uh, through our tragedy uh, with losing Gabby, that in the future, that uh, something can come out of it, that we can help other people that may be in a similar situation, reach out to these other organizations that do similar things and find out what's missing. You know, what can we do to, to fill that void? What can we do to help people? Uh, just from uh, the, Aware, uh, the Aware Foundation alone and reaching 2 million people, 
they told us that other law enforcement agencies are now starting to look back at other missing persons cases and starting to uh, reinvestigate them and, and look into them. And we're just hopeful that it's, we're able to help people in the future, you know, just try to get through something similar. Thanks for watching E! News. Have thoughts on the story? We are back uh, on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And uh, as we said before the break, uh, we're continuing with uh, uh, addressing issues that I believe uh, deal with the overarching question we're asking this week. Are we beating a dead horse? Are we beating a dead horse? And we talked in the last segment uh, about uh, the uh, atrocity that's taking place at the Mexican border related to uh, the Haitian immigrants coming to this country for asylum and uh, refuge and uh, the Biden administration's uh, response or the lack thereof uh, to these men and women, thousands of them that are uh, now uh, seeking refuge and are uh, living along the border of the, of the Mexican border under the bridges there and again we've seen images of them uh, there and uh, uh, white border patrolmen on horseback uh, cattle uh, hoarding cattle um, with whips cattle prodding or whipping these uh, these black men and women uh, back across the border and how uh, egregious uh, this appears and, and how it looks eerily familiar to a dark period in our history uh, that we refer to as slavery uh, and uh, we talked about that in the last segment and how uh, race is very much a part of this discussion and this week's discussion and uh, we're bringing up yet another uh, interesting part of this discussion in this segment uh, as we continue uh, dealing with this issue of race and uh, and and how it's affecting Black America uh, uh, in a in a, a very different way. Uh, in this in this segment, you heard in the opening of this segment uh, that uh, there are uh, uh, there's. Um, individuals both in the white and black community that have gone missing and um, and it seems that uh, more attention is put on uh, finding those that are uh, you know those that are in the white community than those that are in the black community this came out this all came out of a recent uh, missing uh, story uh, from a uh, young white woman who uh, Gabby Petito uh, who went missing uh, a few weeks ago while on a cross country trip with her boyfriend and uh, her story has since gained national attention according to ABC News uh, Petito's case has made news headlines and gone viral online with people Everywhere, trying to find clues and solve the case themselves. Her body, I believe, has recently been found, uh, but her uh, her boyfriend has still yet to be found, and he is a suspect in her murder. Uh, adding to the intrigue in Petito.
Tito's case is a large social media footprint she left behind as she documented her travels across the country with her boyfriend, Brian uh, Brian uh, Laundria. Uh, officials confirmed on uh, Tuesday that a body was found over the weekend near Grand Teton National Park uh, belonging to 22-year-old Petito. But the national fascination with the case continues as authorities search for laundry. Laundry. Uh, it is a fascination that families of other missing people, particularly women of color, say they wish was turned to their own loved ones. Uh, everybody who was missing loved ones is saying, why wasn't my case done like that? Uh, said Paula Cozy Hill. It's very hard because it takes you back to when your child went missing. Uh, Cozy Hills, then 16-year-old daughter Shamika Cozy disappeared without a trace near a home in St. Louis, Missouri just a few days after Christmas back in 2008. Just imagine how long ago that is and she still has not been found. Uh, she described watching the search for Petito unfold as an emotional roller coaster since she's both grieved for the Petito family and reflected on what did not happen in the aftermath of her daughter's disappearance all the questions that weren't answered with my daughter I'm checking to see if they're doing in that case said Cozy Hill uh, when you report your loved one missing you hear we'll try to get someone on this and they act as if they don't have enough manpower to do it and um, and so again it brings up another interesting point about the overarching question of are we beating a dead horse when in fact this is a real problem that exists uh, in the black community where it seems that more attention is put on uh, the search for white uh, women and men that go missing versus the attention uh, that is put on uh, their black counterparts. Black, white missing persons versus black missing persons really came to a head uh, when uh, the discovery of another uh, black uh, body, uh, Jelani Day, Illinois coroner, identifies body as missing graduate student Jelani Day. According to CNN, the coroner of LaSalle County, Illinois, on Thursday identified a body found earlier this month as missing graduate student Jelani Day. The LaSalle County coroner confirmed Day's identity through forensic dental identification and DNA testing and comparison, the officer said in news release shared by the Bloomington Police Department. The cause of death remains unknown, the release said, pending further investigation. But the 25-year-old graduate student at Illinois State University, whose mother said he aspired to become a speech pathologist, was reported missing on August 25th in Bloomington, Illinois. Day's mother, Carmen Bolden Day, had spoken out in recent days, pleading for more help finding her son after the massive wave of interest sparked again in the case of Gabby Tito, which was highlighted the disparities between cases where the missing person is white and those involving black and brown persons. I want you to take a listen to an interview conducted by CNN with the mother of missing black missing grad student Jelani Day discussing the discovery of his whereabouts. Take a listen. 
A tragic update to a mystery out of Illinois. Jelani Day, an Illinois State University grad student, went missing a month ago. He was last seen on campus and at a store in Bloomington. His family has been pleading for weeks for any help to find Jelani. And last night, his body identified as the one found in a river weeks ago. Jelani was just 25 years old. And joining me now is his mother, Carmen Bolden Day. Thank you so much for being with us. I am so sorry for your loss. How were you told uh, of the news that this body was identified of that of your son? Um, I was called the day before and was told that there were some clothes that were found on the riverbank where the body was found. Um, today is Friday. Those clothes were found on Tuesday. Um, no, those clothes were found on Wednesday um, by two bored girls from ISU that decided they would go down to where they found the body. The um, Peru Police Department called me, sent me pictures of the clothing. At first, I didn't recognize the clothing, but after looking at the picture, last scene when Jelani was at Beyond Hello, um, the clothes were definitely his. Um, then... I guess after me being on television and asking for help and pleading for help, the coroner finally called me because I hadn't heard from him nor the Peru police since September 4th. They called me. He had finally gotten dental records that I had given him information to get back on September 6th of my son and told me he finally obtained dental records um, September 21st and he he called me he had such enthusiasm he said Carmen I found we've got dental records for your son and I said well you had me take a DNA to identify for this body so don't we Wait for the DNA because you told me that the DNA was the important part because this body was so decomposed. He said to me, do you want to know if this is your son or not? They were so rude to me. They asked me to come there on Friday, which me and my family did. Then they read us the results. Now... Suddenly, after 20-something-odd days, they now have the DNA results. They now have the dental. See, I was told over a week ago they didn't have the solution to process the DNA. Yeah. I would have to wait longer. Carmen, just so people know, just so people know, the, the body was found September. This body was found September 4th, and it took them till now. Took them September till 4th. My son, we discovered, they discovered his car on September 26th. No, I'm sorry. It went, 
August 26th. Yeah. August 26th. I'm sorry. Um, August 26th. Um, I wanted searches done. They be prior to me getting to the spot where his car was found. Um, they told me that night, we've already done an extensive search and we've had this search crew come in. Um, it just didn't seem right to me. So have that they, uh, Saturday, have they told I had to you, organize my own search. Have they told you, and again, the body was found September 4th and it took till yeah. now. To again, another uh, young man, young black man uh, who went missing and did not receive the same kind of attention that the young white woman, Gabby Petito, received, whose body was recently found. And, uh, and again, us bringing this up is not us using race as a hobby horse, but uh, these are real stories that are being reported by news outlets like CNN. And they are saying, uh, in essence, that there is a disparity between, uh, you know, how white missing persons are uh, viewed and black missing persons are viewed. You can take it even one step further than that. We did a show, um, I believe it was last year or maybe even the year before that, uh, where we talked about uh, the, the, the young black girls that have gone missing because of sex traffickers uh, you know that uh, and and this is a local story that, that was happening and taking place where uh, young women, young girls were being uh, kidnapped and uh, and and uh, and being taken by uh, men and used uh, in sex trafficking, and these women have young girls have gone missing for months and sometimes even longer than that, and the attention has not been uh, the light has not been shined on them at all, and and their whereabouts and families are missing young girls, young black girls because of those sex trafficking. Traffickers. And so um, the and so here we're 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 saying, in essence, that the attention that is given to white uh, missing persons, the same amount of attention should be given to those of people of color as well, because, again, our lives matter and that is what we are saying in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And no, we're not uh, beating a dead horse because this horse is very much alive. The question of race is alive and is not going anywhere until this has been properly addressed. And it's, it has not been properly addressed in this country. And so because that is the case, we need to continue speaking truth to power. We need to continue shining the light on the disparities between um, white people and black people in this country and people of color because there is definitely a different a difference on how black people are treated versus how white people are treated in this country. And there's no if ands or buts about it. That is the way it is. We're not fabricating anything or fantasizing about anything but it is the truth. And we need to continue speaking truth to power.
you know, as I was thinking about this question that we are uh, using as the theme of this week's show, uh, are we beating a dead horse? Because this is historical, the, the, the race is a historical question that we've had to deal with and address throughout uh, our history, our nation's history. Uh, you know, we go back to the civil rights movement and people like Martin Luther King, who, uh, of course, the leader of the civil rights movement, uh, you know, address this issue of race in just about every interview, every speech, uh, every march, every rally uh, that that he had as the leader of black America in the 1960s. And you can look to him and and find, uh, you know, uh, things that he said that are relevant even uh, today. You know, uh, there is a quote that he gave, uh, you know, uh, back in the 1960s as you know, we talk about, uh, you know, this matter of race and how it is addressed in this country. Uh, back in the 1960s, Dr. King, you know, was really trying to uh, uh, evoke the consciousness of this nation and and those white Americans who call themselves Christians and evangelicals who seem to be silent when it came to matters of race and yet they serve the same God. God that black Americans serve. And you wonder why uh, they never said anything or why uh, they they never uh, spoke out about the racism that took place in this country. And that's not to say that some did, uh, but the majority did not. And and, and Dr. King spoke out about this in a number of cases, in a number of ways. I remember a speech he gave uh, in the drum major instinct, and he talked about... You know, white evangelicals uh, being complicit uh, in the treatment of black Americans because they black Americans because they did not speak. And he said, you know, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Dr. King also said there comes a time when we must take a position that is neither safe nor politic nor popular, but he must take it because conscience tells him it is right. And that is and that is the appeal that he was trying to make uh, to people's conscience that that the, the moral fabric of this country, uh, you know, needs to be uh, awakened uh, because of the treatment and mistreatment of black Americans. And and so uh, that is what he was trying to do, evoke a response uh, because of people's conscience and, and, and you know, you know, we we asked this question or uh, this question is not is this is not even the first time this question of are we beating a dead horse to death has been posed because it is it, primarily those critics of African-Americans uh, who believe that, you know, every time we bring up race, uh, when something happens to us, it is indeed an overreaction because they believe this question of race has been resolved and it has not it is something that we have been dealing with and will continue to be dealing with I believe for as long as we live uh, and and again 
we we believe that uh, until uh, the this question of race has been properly addressed by this country uh, then we won't see as I, I put on social media we won't see real healing take place uh, amongst the races of people that exist here in the United States of America and you know we see the hypocrisy that exists in this country in fact we look at a quote from Muhammad Ali back in the 1960s when he uh, the heavyweight champion of the world was asked to serve in the military and he refused and was called a draft dodger and uh, here is a quote that I really believe puts into context uh, the hypocrisy that exists within this country and again it it indeed uh, sheds light on the fact that us bringing up race uh, and looking at what's happening to us through the lens of race again is not an overreaction uh, he says and I quote why should they ask me to put on a uniform and go 10,000 miles from home and drop bombs and bullets on brown people in Vietnam while so called negro people in Louisville are treated like dogs and denied simple human rights no I'm not going 10,000 miles from home to help murder and burn and burn another poor nation simply to continue the domination of white slave masters of the dark people the world over. This is the day when such evils must come to an end. I have been warned that to take such a stand must cost would cost me millions of dollars. But I have said it once and I will say it again. The real enemy of my people is here. I will not disgrace my religion, my people or myself by becoming a tool to enslave those who are fighting for their own justice, freedom and equality. If I thought the war was going to bring freedom and equality to 22 million of my people, that they wouldn't have to draft me. I join tomorrow. I have nothing to lose by standing up for my beliefs. So I'll go to jail. So what? We've been here and we've been in jail for 400 years. Unquote. A powerful, powerful quote from heavyweight champion Muhammad Ali. And this is why he's indeed the greatest of all time. And uh, this quote here, I believe, puts into perspective uh, the hypocrisy that exists in this country, especially when during the civil rights movement, blacks were drafted or asked to serve in the United States Army, and they were not even able to sit at the same lunch counter as their white counterparts. This was the kind of country that we lived in. And this is the kind of images that uh, we see when we look at those Haitian immigrants that were being uh, uh, uh that were being that appeared to be whipped by those white men on horseback uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, just not weeks but several days ago, rather uh, images that were plastered plastered on social media and in the news. This happening to people that look like you and that look like me, and you know again. It, it, it's it. We have to we have to speak up 
and we have to speak out about what's happening around us because if we don't then no one else will and that's why I wanted to take some time in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show to talk about what's happening to our brothers and sisters in Haiti what's happening to them and they're seeking asylum in this country and something should be done Uh, again uh, we talked about those immigrants from Afghanistan those refugees from Afghanistan that were brought over in U.S. planes to this country that are going to be able to find new homes here in this country why is that not being done for those Haitian immigrants why hasn't President Biden uh, taken a, a, a more firmer stance when it comes to immigration and especially to those men and women coming from the country of Haiti and the turmoil that they have faced there and more specifically when you look at uh, the the amount of support that he received from the African American community when he ran for president and he himself admitted that he would not be president if it were not for black Americans and black people so he should be uh, he should be uh, doing something uh, to make sure that those Haitian immigrants that are coming to this country for asylum can get the uh, the asylum and the sanct- the sanctuary and the safety that they are looking for. Uh, I believe that is the very least that he can do as the president of the United take States. Our next break of the night. But when we get back, we're going to take a departure from what we've been talking about in the early portions of our show. And we're going to talk some sports. We're going to talk my Spartan dogs, the Michigan State Spartan football team on the other side of the break. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Vision should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister Michael Nimitz. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Vision. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked.
refined, rebranded, reinvented, reinvigorated, revived. The new michaelnimmons.com website is finally here. And believe me, it's worth the wait. A state-of-the-art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog, purchase books and swag, and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new michaelnimmons.com. It is sure to be a thought provoking working experience. In need of a logo design for your business, then check out DM Designs. Need flyers, t-shirts, business cards, or a website for your business, then check out DM Designs. The people at DM Designs will get you right for your next business venture. They're professional and courteous and they get the job done right every time. Check out the team at DM Designs. Give them a call today at 734-219-5266. DM Designs, bringing your imagination to life. Don't, 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 touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Spartans! What is your profession? We are ready. Yeah, you guys look fast as hell out there in pregame. We got a football team. All we got to do is execute, okay? Eight months, man, we've been silent. We've just been sitting on it. We've just been working. Okay, now it's time to tell our side of the story. We're not going to leave it up to one guy. It's going to be offense, defense, special teams, all working together. We're all in this thing together. Everybody's going to be up, okay? We're going to make it a physical game. We have worked too hard not to lay everything on the line. Everything you got goes out on the field, not for you. Okay? Before the guy next to you. Before the guy next to you. Leave no doubt. Leave no doubt. Listening pleasure abounds on autumn Saturdays at Spartan Stadium. A venue brimming with bravado, billowing bluster, and bombastic barks. Performed by the elite 11-piece band better known as... Spartan Dogs. What is a Spartan Dogs? Brotherhood, camaraderie, culture, dominance, excellence, family, fellowship, for life, fraternity, lifestyle, mentality, pride, superiority, transcending, unbreakable. The players that played before you, that's what they were. That's what this program was all about.
Walker inside the 30, inside the 25. Quickly to the outside. Mosley gets free. Trade Mosley's gonna turn it on and finally be chased down. Pressure. Pressure. How do you put pressure on him? Because you take this. We take him to the deep water. Where we live, we smash him off the bank and bring him down in there. We take him to the 15th round. Take him to the 15th round. Literally, we waiting on him. He will get the work to start off this second half, and he's got another big play as he's weaving throughout that Miami defense. Former running back, some iron head, like a freight train. And look at this. Speed and ammo. Touchdown, Michigan State. First down. We are back and uh, we are uh, we have been addressing the question that we asked uh, in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. Are we beating a dead horse? And of course, we talked in the first segment about the atrocity that's taking place uh, at the border related to the Haitian immigrants coming to this country uh, for asylum and refuge and uh, the Biden response or the lack thereof uh, and what needs to be done to correct this problem uh, in this country of immigration as, as well as this question of race as well. And we brought it up again in the second segment uh, dealing with the disparities between uh, how white people that go missing versus uh, black people go missing and the attention uh, that is given uh, to white uh, white people versus the attention that's given to black people that have gone missing. Uh, uh, again, not enough attention has been given to black people that have gone missing. And I believe if the same attention was given to the black people that have gone missing, we might have gotten more uh, uh, results better results uh, when it comes to uh, their whereabouts uh, and it just you know again you know bringing up the question of race is not an overreaction it's not an exaggeration but it's a reality that we as a country have to deal with and uh, you know as long as we have this platform we will continue speaking truth to power when it comes to matters that matters most to black people 
Uh, but in this segment, we're taking a slight transition over to uh, one of my favorite topics, uh, and that is sports. Uh, those that have listened to this show for any time know that I love sports, particularly college football, college basketball. Those are two of my favorite, favorite sports. Uh, and uh, I am a Michigan State Spartan. Uh, I bleed green and white, and uh, I love the Michigan State Spartan football and basketball programs uh coach tom Izzo, hall of fame coach and uh coach mel tucker new uh newly appointed coach uh, at michigan state university uh are doing a, a tremendous job to bring these programs back to prominence um and uh i, I am just uh, very much impressed with new coach new head coach uh mel tucker uh i um have been watching him uh since he's been at michigan state i must say I did not know about him prior to coming to Michigan State University, but according to uh, what I, the research that I have done about him, uh, he has a very impressive resume. Uh, he, his coaching career started back in 1997 at Michigan State as a graduate assistant. Uh, he left there, went to Miami of Ohio as a defensive back coach, uh, then went to LSU uh, as a dip defensive back coach, then to Ohio State in 2001 to 2003 uh, as a defensive back coach. Now uh, in 2004, uh, switched over to co-defensive coordinator. So you can start to see the progression in his experience as a uh, as a coach. Uh, then he went to the they, he left the college ranks and went to the pros in 2005 and became a defensive back coach for the Cleveland Browns and then defensive coordinator for the uh, for the Cleveland Browns. Browns back in 2008 and then he left the Cleveland Browns and went to the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2009 as the defensive coordinator so this guy has got uh, some coaching cred some coaching street cred and then uh, became the interim coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, back in 2011 uh, and uh, stayed there to 2012 then went on to become the defensive Defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears in 2013 and then went down to Alabama in 2015 as the defensive back coach, uh, then to Georgia as a defensive back coach and became finally a head coach in 2019 uh, in the college ranks in Colorado and now with Michigan State as our new head coach. So this guy has a lot of street cred as a coach, not just in college, but in the pro ranks as well. So uh, I, I'm really, really impressed with uh, Coach Mel Tucker. Uh, you heard uh, in, the, in the opening of this segment uh, some clips and highlights from uh, this season. Uh, we are Michigan State Spartans are now uh, on uh, this past Saturday. We played uh, the Nebraska Huskies at Spartan Stadium under the lights at 7 p.m. And uh, we it was a nail biter. Uh, we took them all the way to overtime, where uh, Matt Conklin uh, won uh, won us the game with a uh, field goal. And uh, it, you know, we are now four and zero. The last time I think we were four and zero was uh, back in two thousand 
and 14, I believe. Uh, so it's been a while since we started the uh, the season uh, like this, and uh, I think we have something special going on at Michigan State with Coach Mel Tucker, uh, and I'm really, really impressed with what he's doing uh, there. Uh, when you when you hear him uh, in in the particularly in the videos that are um, you know that are put together for social media. Uh, you know, is really you can really see uh, how, why, how, and why uh, the team seems to um, uh, gravitate towards uh, him and his words. Uh, he is, um, you know, he sounds like uh, Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher, almost. You know, if you listen to uh, Eric Thomas, the the hip hop preacher, the motivational speaker, uh, you know he's you know he's the kind of uh, coach that motivates the team and and uh, and gets them uh, motivated. And once they hear the coach, they're ready to go out and go to battle. Joy, I love uh, our prospects for this year. I love this team and where I think we're, we're going to be going. Uh, I'm 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 really hoping for the best. Like I know you are for. Uh, your respective teams that you uh, root for as well. Uh, well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show and the topics that we discussed. Uh, we're getting ready to take our last break of the night. When we come back, we're going to give you our thought of the week. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Author and professor, Dr. Peniel Joseph. You don't have to be Team Malcolm or Team Martin. I think you should be both. You know, so I think the black community needs both. I think that King is much more revolutionary and radical than the public perceives him to be. And I think Malcolm is, is a much more um, brilliant and, and, and um, courageous individual who can be radically pragmatic and revolutionarily pragmatic to save black lives while trying to defeat white supremacy than people give him credit for. So um, that's why I try to show Malcolm is absolutely this prosecuting attorney, but he's also a black America statesman too. He's going to the Middle East, he's going to Africa, um, he's schooling the young Cassius Clay before he's Muhammad Ali on what Africa means, you know, what his identity means. So I think I put them together because I thought there was much more convergence than divergence. And I think when you frame them the other way, you hurt um, understanding of the movement. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book. The 
about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. What's cracking Planet Earth? It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemitz. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. is taken from one of black America's greatest poet lords Langston Hughes entitled Let America Be America Again Let America Be America Again Let it be the dream it used to be Let it be the pioneer on the plain seeking a home where he himself is free America was never America to me let America be the dream the dreamers dream. Let it be that great song, land of love, where never kings connive nor tyrants scheme, that any man be crushed by one above. It never was America to me. Oh, let my land be a land where liberty is crowned with no false patriotic grief, but opportunity is real and life is free. Equality is in the air we breathe. There's never been equality for me nor freedom in this homeland of the free. So who are you that mumbles in the dark and who are you that draws your veil across the stars? I am the poor, white, fooled and pushed apart. I am the Negro bearing slavery scars. I am the red man driven from the land. I am the immigrant clutching the hope I seek and finding only the same old stupid plan of dog eat dog, of mighty crush the weak. I am the young man full of strength and hope, tangled in that ancient endless chain of profit, power, gain, of grab the land, of grab the gold, of grab the ways of satisfying need, of work the men, of take the pay, of owning everything for one's own greed. I am the farmer, bondsman to the soul. I am the worker sold to the machine. I am the Negro servant to you all. I am the people, humble, hungry, mean. Hungry yet today despite the dream. Beaten yet today, oh pioneers. I am the man who never got ahead. The 
poorest worker bartered through the years. Yet, I'm the one who dreamt our basic dream in the old world while still a serf of kings, who dreamt a dream so strong, so brave, so true, that even yet its mighty daring sings. In every brick and stone, in every furrow turn that made America the land it had become. Oh, I'm the man who sailed those early seas in search of what I meant to be my home. For I'm the one who left Dark Island's shore and Poland's plain and England's grassy lee. And torn from Black Africa's strand I came to build a homeland of the free. The free? Who said the free? Not me. Surely not me. The millions on relief today, the millions shot down when we strike, the millions who have nothing for our pay, for all the dreams we've dreamed and all the songs we've sung and all the hopes we've held and all the flags we've hung, the millions who have nothing for our pay except a dream that's almost dead today. Oh, let America be America again, the land that never has been yet and yet must be. The land where every man is free. The land that's mine, the poor man's, the Indians, Negroes, me. Who made America? Whose sweat and blood, whose faith and pain, whose hand at the foundry, whose plow in the rain must bring back our mighty dream again. Sure, out of the rack and ruin of our gangster death, the rape and rot of graft and stealth and lies, we the people must redeem the land, the mines, the plants, the rivers, the mountains, and the endless plain. All, all the stretch of these great green states and make America again. enjoyed our thought of the week taken from one of black history's greatest poet lords Langston Hughes let America be America again what a powerful powerful poem very appropriate considering the topics that we discussed during this week's edition of the thinking out loud radio show I hope you enjoyed this week's thought I hope you enjoyed uh, the topics that we discussed in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show discussing the Haitian immigrants as well as the missing black Americans that deserve the same amount of attention, media attention that their white counterparts have gotten as well. Uh, both of these uh, stories, I believe, are connected, uh, obviously, by race and uh, deserve our consideration and again I'm hoping that the Biden administration will, will take a step forward and uh, do what is right as it relates to uh, these Haitian immigrants who are seeking asylum here in the United States of America 
We also talked the Michigan State Spartans and uh, and Coach Mel Tucker uh, on uh, this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Shouts out to uh, the Spartan Dogs in at Michigan State in East Lansing, four and zero. Last time we were four and zero was back in 2015 when we went to the college football playoffs. Guys, I'm excited. I hope you are as well. Those Spartans who listen to us, go green, go white, and we are definitely pulling for them uh, in the next in the weeks leading up to uh, the, the the big game uh, with Michigan October the 30th and those games that are to come. Of course, uh, we believe that uh, we're going to be going into that game on August 30th uh, undefeated. We believe that. We believe that. And we're holding to that as well. So we're touching in the green. Those who are Spartans by faith, believing that we're going to be undefeated as we go into Spartan Stadium on August 30th against our rival, uh, the University of Michigan Wolverine. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are as well. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. We truly, truly appreciate your support of the show. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. And remember, guys, we're going to be going live on Instagram uh, this evening somewhere around 9 p.m. to talk about uh, these things with you and hopefully get your feedback and opinions about Uh, these topics and also to find out what's on your mind as well. I look forward to chopping it up with each and every one of you as we do and is our custom uh, on Tuesdays on Instagram. So I'm looking forward to chopping it up with you. Remember you can follow us at TOL Radio radio Host MSN. Look for us. Make sure you hit the bell notification when you follow us. So that way every time we go live you'll be the first one to know and be able to join us on Instagram. We're also going to be uh, sharing uh, this discussion on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page as well. So you can follow us there at, at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud HQ. So guys, uh, there are a lot of ways to keep up with us. We're always uh, trying to do our best to engage those who listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we hope you appreciate it. We definitely look forward to uh, talking with you and engaging with you because that is what this show is all about well guys we get ready to get out of here remember to tune in next week we're going to have another great show in store for you and always until next time always remember if you think it you can believe it if you can believe it you can see it if you can see it you can be it the power rests within you the mind is the most powerful muscle in your body use what you got to get what you want the power is in you it's the thinking out loud radio show thank you for listening Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. 
giving voice to issues that matter to you.